0: Hello, beautiful woman. Welcome to Range Woman, the variety show. Range, to me, is defined as the ability to take on multiple tasks or projects simultaneously, efficiently and effectively, whilst being able to tap into and/or embody the energetic states required for each of the tasks or projects with ease, flow. And grace my name is Lala Angela Wang and it is my intention through featuring a range of amazing women that I have come across in my life to inspire you too, to follow your dreams your desires and creating the life of your dreams I am a huge believer that we can all have it all in this lifetime, perhaps just not all at once. So if you so desire, join me on an amazing journey to discover your inner range. Hello, 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 and we are live. Welcome to episode 12 of Range 12 or 13. Actually, I can't remember. I'm having so much fun. It doesn't really matter, right? Of Range Woman, the Variety Show. I am your host, Lala Angela Wang. Um, for those of you who don't know what Range Woman actually means, it just means women that are very capable of doing multiple hab- now habits, hobbies. Oh my God. Today I'm getting so many tongue twistings. Oh well, <laughs> that's just me not alive. Um And really, I want to showcase amazing women who are able to flow in between their multiple passions, their multiple desires, their multiple responsibilities, and just all the things in life. And our guest today, Carly Marie, oh my God, I am so excited. She is a true range woman, in my opinion. So this woman, she is like the queen of range women, I for me, it's like, oh my God, hell, Queen! <laughs> she's a mom. She's an amazing partner. She's a her book, Soul Molds, was um, Wall Street Journal's best selling book. So she's Wall Street Journal's best selling author, a speaker. She calls herself an online educator, researcher, and she also hosts her own. Podcast. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Carly Marie. And if throughout this interview you feel like joining in, having a conversation, comment below. And if you're watching the replay, hashtag range woman. Hello, 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 Carly.
1: Hello, love. What a beautiful (laughs) introduction. I love it here already. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, we were talking about this dress that you're wearing, and it's quite a special dress, and you look really good in it. So tell me about this dress, where it comes from, what's the history, all of it.
1: Thank you. Um, This came from someone who who I've admired for, I have admired for a long time, um, Amanda Francis, and I'm sure some of your listeners might be aware of her. She's a beautiful teacher in the money mindset space um, and she's one of my personal mentors now, she had this kind of clean out of her closet and had a charity sale where she sold a bunch of really beautiful pieces from her closet and it all went to charity and I bought some of my favorite of of her pieces and this is one of them and she wore this on her first date with her beautiful man um, who she's in a wonderful relationship with and I put it on and my partner got home soon after and he said, kids go play outside, I've got business with your mother. (laughs) So um, clearly there is something about this dress. So we've got a beautiful date night. We've been in lockdown in Melbourne for a long time and we're having our first dinner out tonight. My mum's come to watch our son. And um, so I thought I'm going to wear the special romance dress. Let's do it.
0: Romance and money all in the one dress. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So tell me, um, I know a lot of people probably have heard about your story, but I'm not going to start the interview there because I'm more about asking different questions. What was it like being Carly Marie growing up and what was well, what were some of your big dreams growing up?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I was an ambitious child. I um, <laughs> somehow knew that I was going to be the CEO of a company yet never work in an office, which in the 80s and 90s was not an option.
0: <laughs> mm. We didn't have
1: mobile phones and the internet and all of those things yet, but somehow I was convinced that was going to happen. I'm sure I was seeing the future. And, but I also said, but also I'm going to change the world. I'm going to, I thought what it would mean was that I would be like working for Greenpeace or, you know, Sea Shepherd, like (laughs) on a boat saving whales from poachers or something. Um, It turns out that it's a little bit different to that. And because of the business that I have, I have the ability to, I guess, share some of my abundance with different charities different um organizations and different causes which is really mm. cool so it turns out i'm doing exactly what i said i was going to do as a child which i was adamant i would do and i'm sure lots of people laughed at this ridiculous child um <laughs> i was an only child for a lot of it um my mum's my, my only child my dad remarried and had more children but not until much later until i was in my teens and so i was an only child with two parents living in separate homes who were really good friends So they instilled different things in me. My mum instilled this incredible work ethic. Um, She's always been, she always worked in like reception and admin roles. Um, Wasn't particularly ambitious to, you know, start a business or change the world, but she does change the world through the work that she does. She works in the medical field and she has this incredible work ethic that she just really wants to be, you know, this really beautiful energy for people as they come in. And then my dad's a whole other story. He has this kind of um, entrepreneurial spirit, shall we say. Never got a single idea off the ground, was full of mm. them, but didn't have that work ethic to see something through. So while I lived in two separate homes with two entirely different dynamics, I feel like I've put those two puzzle pieces together later in life and been able to create something that is entrepreneurial, but also that, you know, that I'm committed to and dedicated to. So I'm super grateful for the upbringing I had. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: So, did you ever envisage yourself would be writing the Wall Street, the bestseller of Wall Street (laughs) Journal, though?
1: That came later. I Mm. like at school, I didn't know that writing was what I was good at. I didn't. I mean, it came relatively easy to me, but no one ever sort of said, "Oh, you know, you're really great at this." Mm. Um, I that was probably in my thirties. I had my first child, and I started blogging like and i just mm. a few people would read like i would go to a party and people would be like i love your blog posts and i'm just like huh you're reading i didn't think anyone was reading them i thought <laughs> i was just writing them to keep me sad i was like my mum and my auntie were the only people reading it um but people would come up to me but like, oh, I, lo- I absolutely love it it was called more than mum and that's when i was like oh maybe there's power in my words and soon after that my marriage broke down and i went through the most challenging time of my life and writing became really therapeutic or every Mm. different counselor that I spoke to whether it was holistic counselor or a clinical psychologist they all said write your feelings down they all told me that and so I started writing my feelings down and through that process I just discovered so much within myself a lot of which I now teach um and writing a book was (laughs) I saw a psychic who told me I was going to write a book and when she said it it felt like complete and utter truth in my body (laughs) um and i went off to uni and i studied writing and publishing i got about a third of the way through that degree and then i went i don't want to wait i just want to write a book now um and so i wrote the book and then had another baby and decided that uni was not a necessity so that degree is on hold um and you know to email my my lecturers say hey guess what look what happened (laughs) i wrote a bestseller (laughs) they're like um wow okay yes i don't need that degree after all (laughs) yeah like sorry like maybe you don't actually need us um but i like i loved studying and i'll probably go back to it at some point but at the moment it's just i'm not making i'm choosing not to make space for it at this point um, i'm working my second book which is probably three quarters done and I'm very yeah. eager to get it out because the next one is trying so hard to come through. And I'm like, just wait, just wait, let me get this one done. So, so your third right.
0: one is trying to push through already? It's trying
1: to come through, yeah. Oh, I've wow. got, I've got like six different book titles in my mind. The beautiful thing is I know I can write a book in three months, so I know mm. that I'll get them all out, like, it's just creating space, and that's the thing mm. for anything. And you talk about being a range woman, right, and having different things. You know, I homeschool my children. You know, um, all the, I've got a lot of the things to manage in life that a lot of people do have. I'm really interested in taking care of my health, and I want to have hobbies and all of this sort of stuff. So it's like, for me, it's not about prioritizing; it's about making space. And I know mm. if I make space for the book, the book will get written. All of them. They'll
0: all get written. So it'll <laughs> give me time. I think that's what I love about you because um, when I was publishing my book last year, everyone's like, what? You, you wrote a book in nine months? I'm like, yeah. yeah. How? And when I looked at you, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so exciting that there's <laughs> other people out there that can actually pump books out just like that. And it's like what you yeah. said. You just have to make it a priority and make space for it
1: yes absolutely it's not the sort of thing you'll go oh i've got it i've got some spare time like that doesn't happen you make the space right um one of my dear dear friends julie tenner her books about to come out and highly recommend if anyone who wants to learn about feminine and masculine energy you know like a lot of us are really interested in that and she's someone who has a really cool take on that and around relationships and um she wrote her book in a weekend like in three days she literally locked herself in her bedroom had her husband look after the children and just deliver food and she didn't basically didn't come out
0: until she'd written
1: the thing and um and apparently the book's really great so
0: i can't wait to read it Mm. Mm. yeah i can feel the energy of that book and it feels amazing Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so for those people who don't know who you are, because Carly, I've been sort of following you since I signed up with Jana. So <laughs> I've been stalking you for six months. So I awesome. kind of know your story. And I've also read your book, The Soul Mold, which is an amazing book, by the way. It's now a compulsory reading for all of my clients. I so <laughs> tell us, who is Carly Marie? I know you've gone through, you know, life isn't always easy. But tell us who you are. What have you been through? what made you who you are right now?
1: So I am fascinated by what I now call motivational intelligence. I am really, I suppose, have dedicated my life. It's my life's work to figure out what motivates people, what drives them, and what holds us back. And particularly feminine core beings, feminine core mm. people. So most women and some men to, to really massively generalize. Um, but people who we ebb and flow and we cycle and we're up and down and we're all over the place. And society tells us that that's not great, right? And going through my journey of, you know, having boyfriends who told me I was crazy and having a husband who, like, you know, I guess disengaged from our marriage and going through the roller coaster that is parenthood and then being a blended family and then you know I had a surprise baby with my new boyfriend who was 20 years older than me who was supposed to just be a fun fling um, because he was my boss and that was kind of sexy we had this sexy, sexy office romance then we got pregnant it turns out he's the absolute man of my dreams like we could not be happier he's absolutely glorious Um, But that was a shock when we found out there was a baby in my belly, right? He has kids my age. Mm -hmm. It was really full on. But looking back at all of that, looking back at what I suppose was driving me and what was in the way for me, I think that's really interesting information to look at. We have different motivators at different times, different Mm -hmm. things like sometimes where motivated to rest and sometimes we're motivated to take action. And sometimes what's driving us is a really level headed way of thinking. And sometimes what's driving us is a really visionary way of thinking. And they're two different things and they're all wonderful and glorious. And through kind of studying that, I just found this pattern, which you know and all your clients know, they've read my book, is that I discovered this pattern in women, I say women because I'm using mainstream language, but feminine core people is what I'm talking about. Um, and that just bloody well fascinates me. And the next chapter for that, and in fact the next book is called The Genius Frequencies, which what I've kind of found is that in each of those energetic states, we can access a facet of our own genius. So in wild mm. mode, it's our visionary genius, and in bare mode, it's our spiritual genius, in super mode it's our logical genius, and in sparkle mode, it's our vibrational genius. And I think that a lot of this stuff is what's been missing from the coaching industry for those people who are like, ah, I've, you know, I've done this person's program and this person's program and this person's program. And it's just not working. Like it's just not sticking. Like it sticks for a while, but I'm not consistent enough. I must be flaky. There must be something wrong with me. And my mission, I suppose, is to help people understand that there's, there's not, there's (laughs) there's nothing wrong with you at all. It's absolutely magical the way that you ebb and flow. It's exactly how it's supposed to be. And um, so that's that's kind of what I'm about. I call myself the Master of Motivational Intelligence. So I'm a bit of a mad scientist. I just like to ask a lot of questions, which it sounds like you totally relate with, right? Like just fascinated yeah. by life and people and how it all works. And I've made that my life's work and I have such a good
0: time doing it. That is so cool. So it sounds like the second book is almost like volume two of Soul Mold. Yeah. like extending yeah. to the next level of Soul Mold. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, so I'm writing Sorceress at the moment. So Sorceress is do, doing life like magic. So it's there's it's basically Soul Modes is knitted in because I can't really talk about anything without Soul Modes being knitted in because mm. it's such a huge part of my life. Um, So it's knitted through, but it's where I basically bring in a lot of my personal development concepts that I teach, that I've learned, that I love. So it's where we talk a little bit about manifestation and things like that. And basically some big mindset shifts you can make and some tools you can use to do life like magic um, mm. and to call in the things that you desire and to work with desire rather than discomfort and those sort of things. So Sorceress is next. That's the one I've nearly finished. And then after that will be the Genius Frequencies. And that's for those visionary leaders, right? It's for those people that are like, I am here to change the world. Help me hack my own systems. And um That'll be book three.
0: Can you just quickly write all of them?
1: (laughs) I know. I I feel the same way. Yes. I would look. I would love to. I could just kind of like download them from my brain into the um, computer. Um, Working on that. Hi, darling. My lover is home. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's coming. Hopefully over the Christmas period I can sort of start banging out the next one while the previous one gets edited.
0: <laughs> that is so exciting. Mm. Um, I know you also coach people to yeah. write books as well. Yeah. So what, and I have a lot of friends that always say to me, I want to write a book, I want to write a book. Yeah. What's your number one advice for anyone who wants to write their first book?
1: um there's a bit of pre-work that I recommend doing a lot of people like I'm gonna write my book so I'm just gonna sit and I'm just gonna let myself just kind of like stream it out and I'm just gonna like see what comes out and then what happens is they end up with 50 pages of stuff of words Mm. and they're like I now don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to turn this into a book. And so there's a bit of pre-work that I recommend for people. As there's seven steps that I recommend, um, but one of them, a really important one, is to create an outline and mm. be like, what do I want this book to achieve? And then basically go and create a file, like whether it's a Word document or whatever, a file for each section of the book. So create introduction, dedications, um, whether you want to have a foreword or whatever and then all the chapters and give the chapters a name because then what happens is if you get this download on a particular piece that you want to talk about but you don't know yet sort of where the, it goes in the book, it's tricky to kind of piece that together. So mm-hmm. what I did was I created for Sorceress and for Somers as well, I created a file for each chapter. I gave it a name and, of course, it evolved later, right, but it gave me a skeleton to start working with. So then if I have a chapter on wealth, And I get this download on wealth. I can just open that file Mm. and just write about wealth. And then I'm only working with two or 3,000 words trying to get it, like I'm going to move it around that puzzle pieces. But 50,000 words of puzzle pieces is a lot harder. So you want to have a structure, Mm. bones you can put the meat on. That's a really big piece. And the other really big piece I would say is go to a bookstore the first piece of homework I give to all my clients who want to write books is the funnest part. They go to a bookstore, they stand in the section where they want their book to be, they get in, like get in book energy. This is what I say. When you're writing a book, get into book energy. Be reading, be following mm. authors online, be listening to their videos or podcasts or whatever. Like get in book energy because you want book energy coursing through your veins while you're writing a book. Because or else it'll just become this thing that happens on the side and it won't actually happen. Mm. So that pre-work, get in a bookstore, buy five-ish books that you feel like stand out to you in that section where you want your book to be and notice what you love about it, the size, the feel. Is it glossy or matte? Does it have photos within it? Um, What's the type like? Because what starts Mm. to happen then is you start to get this idea of what your book is going to be. Notice, like, read the introductions. What do I like about this introduction? What do I like about that? A lot of times I actually tell people get Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Not because Mm. it's the greatest book in the world, not because I think she's the greatest leader in the world, although some people might. I'd say to get that book because it's a beautiful example of a person's story being used to share wisdom.
0: Mm. and it has
1: this simple structure. I think it's 20 chapters and she shares, I think it's something like 20 lives she's told herself, mm-hmm. with like 20 life lessons she's gained basically. Yeah. And she shares a little part of her story all along the way. And I say to my clients, Rick, because a lot of people go, I just want to tell my story. And I'm like, cool, but Unless you're kind of famous already and people are like, oh, I want to know Michelle Obama's story, right? Mm. Um, Unless you're famous already, then people are going to need another reason to pick up your book. So they have a reason to pick up your book, which is this woman has some life lessons that I think are going to be valuable to me, then tell them what are the life lessons that you're going to share. So package your story up. Use your story to share your wisdom. I said Mm. the other day in a post, a blogger shares their story, but a thought leader uses their story to share their wisdom. Yeah. Right. And I think if you're gonna write a book it, like why not try and make it a bestseller? Like why not try and mm. actually make it be an exceptional book that people hand to one another? And that's what happens with me now. As you said, you tell your clients to to read it. A lot of other coaches have said the same. So that's incredible advertising for me, right? Like people are <laughs> handing their book out like this card on steroids, right? So it's um that wouldn't happen if it wasn't a great book. Mm. And it doesn't, people are like, Carly, but you've got this framework that you teach. I'm like, yeah, well, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. That's that's not a coaching framework, but it's a book that everyone recommends to one another. Mm. If it's a powerful book that makes someone feel something, they'll recommend it and that's all there is to it. So write a powerful book that makes someone feel something and it'll change your business, it'll change your life, it'll
0: change a lot of lives. Those are such great advice and thank you so much for your generosity. Yeah. Now, you said that you love being a range woman and you wouldn't anything else than this quoting what you said on um the interview form you said you you love being a range woman and anything else would bore you to tears oh yeah (laughs) so how do you stay engaged energized and on top of your range though
1: um I take really good care of my energy and by my energy Mm. I mean my body um so I notice when I'm not like life force energy courses through us, right? And if you think about water, for example, water conducts electricity. If you yeah. want to have a spark running through your body, make sure you're hydrated, right? Like we're both sitting here with our water <laughs> bottles, right? Right. <clears throat> Hydration is actually really, really, really important and people are like, you know, sometimes someone will say to me, I just don't have any energy and then, you know, they're picking up their can of Coke or something and I'm just like, all right, so let's (laughs) let's maybe have a look at having some water and I'm not a nutritionist. I just know Mm. that water is good for you, right? So taking yeah. really good care of my body, take, drinking lots of water, all of that. I work with a health coach. She's a nutritionist and naturopath. So, you know, like that's important to me. Um, I didn't always, I wasn't always in a position where I could invest in that, but now I am and I'm really feeling it. Um, but how do I manage it? Basically by, I'm just, re- I'm really careful with the way that I talk to myself. If mm. I hear myself saying the words like, I'm so busy or something like that, I'm like, whoa, Carly, what's oh, you doing?" Oh, that's going? one of oh. my pet hate. That's one yes. of my pet hate too. <laughs> Like people wear their busyness like a badge of honor and it just becomes this reason not to do stuff, like when I have Mm. time. So I'm I'm really careful how I talk about time. Um, And then other than that, I just decide that if I want something, there's time to do it, there's energy to do it, there's space for it. I wouldn't want it if I couldn't have it. That's one of my Mm. ultimate core beliefs deep, deep, deep in my bones. I wouldn't want it if I couldn't have it. So Mm. if I want to do something, then I've got time. If I want to learn pottery, I'm not going to tell myself I don't have time to do that. Of course I do because I want it, which means the universe is going to make sure I can do it. Like universe, life, God, angels, whatever you believe in, it will work with me to make sure that I can do the flipping pottery. (laughs) (laughs) And also I believe that every good thing in my life contributes to more good things being in my Mm. life. So the healthier I am, the more um, parenting works well for me. The more I'm enjoying being a mother, the better my relationship is. The better my relationship is, the more my business thrives. Like I just kind of decide that it's all this beautiful tapestry that weaves together and that there is no set of scales where it was Mm. one side goes up, the other side goes down. I don't believe in sacrifice. I don't have to sacrifice time with my children to run a successful business. I don't have to sacrifice income in my business in order to focus on my health. I decide that I focus on my health I take photos of that I put them on the internet and people want to buy my stuff right like I kind of just decide that everything works together there's mm. no work-life balance for me there's no because there's no separation I it all that. there's flow there's work-life yeah. flow sometimes I'm going to work at 10 o'clock at night because I want to I'm not going to make that mm. mean something and tell myself that I shouldn't mm. if I feel like I haven't had enough time with my lover I'm not going to go oh Carly, you're doing a terrible job he's going to leave you I'm just going to be like I feel like some more time with my lover. I'm not going to work tonight, right? Like, I just give myself permission, I think. That's mm. a big
0: piece. That is so good. Now, mm. you also talked about how, um because I asked, I think that was the question where I said, you know, what is something that people don't know about you? And you yeah. said sometimes you think people underestimate you a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think I think sometimes maybe I'll look a bit younger than I am or something or because the blonde hair, I'm not sure. But... <laughs> I think sometimes people get a bit surprised and it's not just online, but out in the world, Mm. um, Darren and I went and bought a rug recently and this guy was like, I was choosing the rug and I'm going, babe, I like this one, I like this one, what do you think? And the guy said to Darren, oh, you know, she chooses it, you just pay for it, hey, mate. And he looks at him and he goes, no, it's her money. (laughs) It's weird transitioning to me being the primary breadwinner. And, mm. um, and it was really interesting. I'm like, Oh, they just saw a younger woman, older man. This is about money. Mm. And I think that happens quite a lot, actually, when we're out and about in the world and, um, and people are like, Oh my God, you've written a book. Why? But you've got two kids. And I mean, it's, I guess it's understandable <laughs> that's going to happen. Right? Yeah. And I kind of like it. I kind of like it when people underestimate me because I get to positively surprise them and I'll come out with mm. something and, and you know they'll be like wow that's really clever and I'm like I say clever things now and again you know like (laughs) we all do when we really listen to one another I'm not just a look (laughs) not just a pretty face that probably has like you know food smeared on it from my (laughs) three-year-old
0: it's so interesting because today like obviously I work in construction and quite often you think it's the blonde, I think it's the Asian jeans. Uh, people yeah. look at me, to be like, oh, yeah, she's just, you know, a young chick that's just happened to be in construction. And so often I sit in meetings and people are like, oh, you actually have a, a thought process and you've actually done this. Oh, by the way, you actually have a, a site hustle and you are next in line to be a general manager. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Funny so that. So what? I know. So, what do you say to people though? Because I, I believe there's more of us around that are experiencing, you know, sort of people look at us and I mean, we all judge people. I believe that yeah. as human beings, we all judge in, in one way or another. Mm. So, and I also believe that people are generally good, right? Yeah. They all have good yeah. intentions. So, they don't intentionally misjudge us. So, how do you say to people who perhaps can be sometimes a bit deceiving in the real world out there and feel Pretty much the same as you and I feel a Mm. bit underestimated by the outside world.
1: Yeah. I guess what I would say to them is just like show them, like do Mm. your thing. Like blow their socks off. Like get out there and do their thing. The people around you's expectation of you is not a box that you're locked Mm. in. Right? Let it fuel you. Take it as a challenge and let it be like, you watch me. You know, I had a client the other day who someone said to her, like, you can't, she's going for a 20K month at the moment. She's doing 10, she's going for 20. And someone said to her, like, you can't, in your industry, there's no way you can make $20,000 in a month. And she's like, oh, it fired her up. She's like, you watch me. She's like, hold my beer. Like, (laughs) this is happening, right? And that's a powerful energy is particularly Mm. if you have an entrepreneurial spirit in you, then there is this rebellious rogue vibe in you. And it might be a bit beaten down by society, but it's there. It's Mm. a fuel source and you can tap into it. So tap into that fuel source. Let's like blow the damn socks off because there will be a lot of people that will look to you and be like, oh, wow. Like you will, you are a vision board for other people. We all get to be Mm. a vision board, a living, breathing vision board for one another So be that, be the proof to people younger than you um, or people, anybody really, you know, people older than me or or whatever who who are like, Carly, like you're blowing my mind. Mm. So blow their minds, like just... It's fun. It's so fun looking at their shocked faces when right. they're like, You make how much? You you do what? You've how many? What? Like, yeah. Yes, I do do those things.
0: Mm. Would
1: you like to know how? I'm happy to share, right? <laughs> we, we can be like generous about it. We don't yeah. have to get cocky about it, but also you can be super proud, and that's mm. awesome.
0: And I think it's more like, you know, our society has kind of trained us, and this is like obviously to do with our really old brain that there's a certain box that we're expecting people to fit in, not so much because we think that's how things should be, but it's more if I, can, if I can't do it in order for me to feel safe, maybe I'm just going to suggest that you should do this too.
1: Mm.
0: And I think that's, that's something that I'm so inspired to sort of show other women, and I believe you are too, to, like you said, prove them wrong but in mm. a very kind and compassionate way it's not like the kind of like you know f you i'm just gonna sort of bust through the wall <laughs> but it's like i'm gonna be me and i'm gonna prove you wrong and how great is it to be that underdog that comes yeah. out and surprise the world i just love it so throughout our conversations and, and through watching you i know you're also very spiritual
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um. How does your spirituality and your connection to universe, God, angels, whatever you want to call them, helps you with your business, but also helps you with your life in general?
1: Yeah, I think for me, I guess it comes down to intuition in a way, because I feel guided. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm guided, which means I feel like I'm taken care of. And it's not because, you know, some face in the clouds comes and goes, hey, Carly, this is what you should do. It's not It's not like in the movies. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I just will get, you know, an idea drop in. And I guess this is how I see it is that I'm here for a reason. We all are. Everyone exists for a reason. Everyone's got like a mission or probably a whole bunch of things to do, like purpose, right? We've all got a purpose. We've all got a bunch of things that feel purposeful to us. And I believe that we are guided by the universe, life, God, et cetera, to do what we're here to do. And one of the ways that we are driven, this comes back to motivational intelligence, right? One of the ways that we are driven, what drives us is desire. Desire is a very powerful driver. So if you have a desire to live in a particular place, or you have a desire to, um, I don't know, have a certain level of income, for example then I believe that kind of comes from the universe. And Amanda Francis has this beautiful teaching that really changed everything for me, and that is that your desires are divine guidance. And Mm. if you want it, this is how I've interpreted that, is if you want it, the universe wants you to have it. So you wouldn't want it if you couldn't have it. You Mm. deserve it because you desire it. It's what's meant for you. So I kind of tune into like what are my desires, what do I want? And then I let that fuel me. And then when I, I guess it's almost like when I get, myself to accept in my body and feel in my body yes i'm willing to bring this desire into my body and really feel it. i'm not going to fight it be like no 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 i can't have that i'm going to really be like yes i want a six figure month or yes i want five new clients or whatever when i go yes i'm allowed to have that that feels good in my body i'm not going to reject that then what happens is it is closely followed by brilliant ideas of how to bring those things to life right and when I allow enough clear space up here in my head, like headspace is probably more important than time or energy or anything else. Your headspace is very, very important and sacred. But when we fill it up with worries about what this person thinks and what's going to happen if I do that and blah, 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 right, going up in our heads, when that's going on, there's no space for it to drop into. You can't hear the universe if you don't allow a bit of silence now and again up here. So, for me, that's probably one of the things that I've gotten pretty good at is allowing nothingness to be happening up in my mind. And working with my soul modes is really powerful for that. Working with bear mode and sparkle mode because we get a bit less thinky. Mm. And allowing that to be this beautiful white space for the universe to be like, hey, Carly, make a program called Icon. Hey, Carly, write a book called The Genius Frequencies. Hey, Carly, write a post on this. And taking it all as guidance because when I take it as guidance, I don't second guess it as much. I'm not like, oh, Mm. should I do this? Well, the universe said to do it, so I'm bloody well going to do it because it's all coming from – Desire and desire mm. is different to you know cravings and stuff. It's not like oh the universe says I should have chocolate, right? But it's, <laughs> sometimes it does, right? Maybe. But it's those. It's knowing the difference between like a surface level craving or filling a void or something. Mm. You know, there are some people that desire to hurt people. Like that's not a desire. That's damage. Mm. Like that's trauma. That's not a desire. No. I think learning what desire actually is. It's like that soul deep. This is what's meant for me. It's that. So learning that feeling and then going, okay, I'm willing to be guided by that. And that's the mm-hmm. role spirituality plays for me. It's not about crystals or oracle cards or chanting or any of that. I mean, if you're into that awesome, like, cool. Mm. Um, I think all of those things are super pretty and can be super fun. For me, my spiritual practice is just like going to the beach and clearing my head and maybe writing in my journal, um, those kind of things, anything mm-hmm. that connects me to my voice, my inner voice, my yes. soul that's that's spiritual work for me
0: that is beautiful and um it just reminded me a saying I heard I can't remember who said that but it's like when you get divine guidance when you get that intuition if you don't act on it if Mm. you don't think that you deserve it it's kind of rude I think actually you said (laughs) it it
1: was you you don't ask the universe for guidance and then not take it yeah
0: (laughs) it's like it's so rude it's like oh no that's not what I asked for yeah
1: yeah and sometimes <laughs> my clients will say that i'm i'm they're like you know the universe is telling me exactly what to do and i'm just going yeah hey universe tell me what to do tell me what to do and then they get the idea they're like yeah but not that something else universe tell me what to do no 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 not that though not that something else the universe is like no nah, man this is what you got to do so you, you can yes? find as long as you like right but those results you're looking for ain't coming until you do yeah. the thing that you goddamn know you need to do right yeah it's good times but it's all designed to make us grow, right? Like when mm-hmm. I was like, I remember sitting on the beach and going, I'm meant to live by water. I am meant to sit in my home and see water. I just know that. I can feel it. That was a soul deep desire. I'm sitting here right now, there's a beautiful body of water to my right. Like you know, we fish in it, it's glorious. So I just knew. And at the time, there's no way we could afford to live in a place with a view. We were a couple of houses back from the beach, but we didn't have the view and so um i just knew and i got this sense i'm like okay all right i'm gonna do it that's what's meant for me i'm gonna do it and i just got this download well then and i said the words out aloud well then you better write a bestseller carly (laughs) and what did i do and where do i live now right it's like if, if I I just accepted that desire into my body, and then immediately the guidance came. And the guidance doesn't always come immediately. Sometimes it's a couple of days later, but usually it'll sneak up on me when I'm like in the car or the shower or like laying putting my son to bed. Often when there's no pen around <laughs> to write anything down, but um, <laughs> I've learned to keep notebooks handy most of the and time and the pen. <laughs> yes, or something I can voice record into. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So finally, the most, most important question, how do people work with you and where can we find you?
1: Yeah, well, my podcast is called Go Hack Yourself. If you're a Facebook or Instagram lover, I'm on both of those. I have a bunch of offerings. I've got some, you know, lower cost little online programs, and then I've got some higher end masterminds and one-on-one. Just come find me and you'll get a feel for the vibes. But, yeah, my podcast is probably a pretty cool place to go because I put some of my favorite live streams on there and also some meditations and visualizations and stuff. But ultimately the place where I tend to send everyone is the book. Go read the book. And then you'll you'll know you'll know whether you want to hang out in my online space or not.
0: <laughs> and it's a pretty sweet, short little read with jam-packed yeah. with value. That's all I can say.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's like a one-weekend read. It's, I kept yeah. it nice and simple. Yeah
0: no excuse not that you haven't got time there's no excuse (laughs) (laughs) well Carly I had such a good time I know it's date night so I really don't want to hang don't want to hang on to you for too much longer I'll (laughs) hang you back to your beautiful lover enjoy your dress and dinner thank Thank you so much once again for coming on board so much gratitude thank you thank you thank you and for all of you that are watching see you next time Bye. bye Are you inspired to start taking action towards your next big dreams and expand your range so you can create a life of your dreams? The Womanly Way Mastermind is my six-month group coaching plus one-on-one program where I help and support women increase their range, finding balance in their life, finding self confidence as well as taking them through each and every step towards their next big dreams if you are interested please contact me through all of my social media platforms or you can email me direct on Angela at .au I am super excited and I can't wait to help and support you through this next chapter of your life And support you through expansion, growth, and embodiment. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a five star review on iTunes or whatever platform you are listening on. Share this podcast with your friends and follow at The Womanly Way on Instagram for glimpses behind the scenes, teasers of upcoming content and juicy snippets of the best interviews. Or if you prefer to watch the show live and interact with my guest and I, feel free to follow me on Facebook or YouTube at Angela Wang, The Womanly Way. Catch you in the next episode.